Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Thursday, the 4th of November, 2021. Trust you are enjoying a highly productive week and looking forward to finishing the week really, really strongly. Uh, In today's episode, I want to do a follow-up from yesterday where we talked about making your pitch count. And we were talking yesterday about how many sales leaders and many sales teams, for that matter, don't spend near enough time planning for their pitches, planning for their presentations, and in some cases, not even planning for their conversations with key customers and internal stakeholders to the point where they just wing it. They wing it and just hope for the best. And sometimes they're able to catch lightning in a bottle, but most of the time they're not getting the results and the outcomes that they probably should be getting if they had have spent some time doing some planning up front. So in yesterday's episode, talking about making your pitch count, I talked about the nine planning steps that came from Rogan SI. And uh, I did make reference to the fact that there's some structures that, uh, that we can use as part of this to help us really captivate our audience and really uh, maximize the opportunity of getting the results that we're looking for. Whether that be somebody purchasing your product, your service, or taking on a new idea that you are trying to pitch. So if we can spend a bit of time up front really thinking about this and utilizing a structure, then it stands to reason that we're going to maximize the opportunity of not only getting our messaging tight, But when it comes to delivering the message, there's a high probability that message is going to resonate with the audience, which therefore increases the chances of getting a more positive outcome to the idea or to the pitch that you're trying to make. Now, I mentioned yesterday also that I've spent many years working with sales teams and certainly sales leaders, helping them refine their account plans, but also helping them refine their pitching strategies and also their presentations to the point where it staggers me. And even today, when I talk to sales leaders and their teams around making presentations and I ask them to show me you know, what method do they use or how do they go about it, nine times out of 10, they will focus most of their attention on the content, thinking that the content will be the elixir that the customer is just going to drool all over and want to drink and then uh, hopefully take them to the promised land. Uh, it's not the case. It is not the case. You can have the best product and the best idea and the best service But if you can't articulate a message around that and really captivate your audience to the point where they're leaning in and thinking, I just have to have this, then you're missing the opportunity. Uh, And so the key message today is, yes, we need to be able to present in an effective way. And the key theme here is doing simple better and really keeping it simple. You might have the best product and the best service and the best idea, but if you can't captivate your audience and engage them, you will simply not get a result. And this is what I find. There are so many people who lose opportunity because they don't prepare and they don't know how to present in an effective way, mostly because they don't have a structure to follow that's really simple to implement. What they do is they spend most of their time building the content, thinking that the content will be everything they need to convince a customer to purchase. And it's not the case. There's a lot of science behind this and uh, there's a lot of research that goes into this, but just focusing all your attention on the content will not deliver the outcome. Now, I'm not going to talk about uh, behavior styles and delivery methods today, and that's a whole nother training, and we could probably talk for hours and hours, if not days, on that. But what I do want to provide you is a couple of simple structures to use that enables us to really think about how do we construct the information in a way that is easily understood, 
but also from a person presenting this and pitching, it's also easy to communicate. Now, one of the key things that we need to be really mindful of is not overloading the customer or the audience with too much information. And this is the mistake that many sales teams make and that they want to give as much information as possible, thinking that information overload will give the customer as much information as they need in order to make a decision. There's a really fine line between not having enough and having too much. And often, we don't know where that line is, but I want to give some rules or some, I guess, some benchmarks today that hopefully will make it a little bit easier and take the pressure off somewhat in terms of uh, having to have too much information to provide to anybody. Now, one of the things we need to be really conscious of is people's ability to retain information is not that great. And there's a lot of research in there. Just reflect on your own experiences here. When you go to a meeting or when you go to a presentation and the presenter is talking, it could be a 10-minute presentation, it could be an hour's presentation, and they're giving you so much information. There's an agenda list as long as your arm. They're talking about 15 or 20, 30, 50 different points. How much of that do you actually recall and how much of that can you remember? Most of it will be lost. In fact, there's a, there's a concept known as the primacy recency effect which says that you're probably likely to remember the first thing that the person says because that was when you were most fresh. Uh, you'll probably remember second of all what they said last and you might be lucky to find something in the middle of their presentation that you might remember. So in essence, most people can only recall around about three bits of information from any conversation or any presentation. So the key thing here is when it comes to presenting and pitching and making, giving our, ourselves an opportunity of captivating our audience, let's keep it really simple and have no more than three key messages in a presentation. Now you might be sitting there thinking, oh, I've got to do more than that, but just keep it really simple. And if you can have three key themes or three key bits of information, and as you'll see, three key agenda items, then it makes it a lot easier, not only for the audience to follow, but when it comes to presenting this, you'll actually have a structure that you'll feel comfortable going through because you'll never get lost. And it will make it a lot easier for your audience to remember information because you're using a structure. Because people will buy you and what you're saying if you're organized, if you're structured, and if you can keep it simple. Now, as I mentioned yesterday, there are three key components to every presentation, every song, every television series, every movie, and every book. And that is, you've got a beginning, you've got a middle, and you've got an end. And so there are two key frameworks I want to share with you today that uh, is based on those three key areas. And one of them is a little bit more complicated than this. So it's probably something that you'd be using for a more planned presentation or planned pitch. But the first one is what's known as the impromptu structure, which we call the tell them, tell them, tell them structure. So if you haven't heard of this, literally this is as simple as the beginning, middle, and end is tell them what you're about to tell them, which is the beginning. Tell them, which is the middle. That's the content piece, and then tell them what you've just told them, which is the end piece. So tell them, tell them, tell them is a really great, simple structure for you to have in-the-moment conversation or when you're placed on the spot and you've got to give, say, a sales director an update on a particular strategy or a particular opportunity you're working on, and they say, hey, give me an update on XYZ organization. What's the probability of us winning this particular business, or where is the where are we at in the sales cycle? So if you can use the tell them, tell them, tell them structure, you're simply saying things like, well, hey, uh, let, me, let me give you an update on where we're at. So let me tell you what we're doing in terms of our sales strategy and where we're at, which is literally the beginning part. So you're framing the conversation. And then the middle bit is you start giving some information in relation to where we are actually at. And the key part here is don't give more than three pieces of information. And it may well be that, look, we've had some challenges over the last 30 days. But uh, we've been working through those. So where we are right now is XYZ. 
So based on that, I think over the next uh, 14 days, if we get a few things in place, then we should be able to be in a strong position to close the deal or at least move it forward into the phase where we can get ready to close the deal. So that and the end part will be, so there is the update and you might actually summarize what those three key points are again. So the talent, talent, talent structure is a really simple structure that anybody can use and I've used it to really good effect and I've, I've had teams and sales leaders use that to really good effect as well because it's, um, it's really simple to use and you can do this on the spot and it doesn't take a huge amount of planning but it also starts to help you frame in your own mind the bits of information that you think are going to be relevant for that person at that particular time without overburdening them with too much information, which uh, sometimes as sales people and certainly as sales leaders, we have the tendency to do because we want to give them so much information to convince them that we're in a great position. So that's the first one, the tell them, tell them, tell them structure. The second one is a little bit more complicated, or at least it looks a little bit more complicated, but it's actually quite simple. And it's known as the informative structure. And this came again from Peter Rogen. Uh, he invented this back in all the late 1960s. So when I was at Rogen SI, this is what we used as our presentation structure to deliver training. But also when we're teaching presentation skills and pitching skills, we use this as the framework to help people really fine-tune their presentation skills and take their impact to an entirely new level. And again, it's based on the three key pillars of beginning, middle, and end. Now, again, if you like a copy of this, I've got templates that uh, I'm more than happy to share with you. If you send me an email, darren at darrenmitchell.com.au, more than happy to send you a couple of uh, templates. One is an A4 template and one is an A3 template. And it's a really, really simple structure to follow. Uh, literally following the bouncing ball, but you've got a template where you can fill in key bits of information, which then gives you the outline of your presentation. And you can literally put any topic into this structure and it just works. What it does, it gives us consistency, it gives us a structure to use, and it enables us from a structural point of view to begin to captivate our audience. Now, there's a lot more to it than this, obviously, in terms of delivery skills, but in terms of structure and getting information in a framework that is easy to then communicate, this is one of the most effective frameworks that I've ever seen. And this is why it is still used today after over 50 years of being in use. So uh, let's just go through this. And again, if you want the uh, copy, reach out to me. So in the beginning, we've got a number of uh, different areas, little boxes to complete. The first one is the opening. Now the opening can be as simple as, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, welcome to today's pitch. And it could be anything you wanna use in terms of how you open the, uh, the any presentation or any discussion. It's literally the introduction. There's also another component to this, which we always say is optional, and that is you might use a creative opening. Now, what I see a lot in pitches and presentations is instead of the person opening with a welcome, thanks for having us, etc., etc., they might start with a video, or there might be some audio, or there might be a quote that's placed up on the screen. I've seen people start workshops, for example, and I had this done last week, in fact, um, a really experienced facilitator started the program with a group of uh, executives without saying anything. He just sat there for about five minutes in complete silence. And it was done for a very specific reason, and that is to shake them up, because most people expect a person who is starting a presentation, starting a workshop, to say some things. And when this person did something that was completely unexpected, it was quite creative, but it also provided a great beginning to that presentation, that, that workshop, because they're talking a lot about the art of facilitation and how sometimes when you're faced with things that are not necessarily uh, what you expect, how do we respond as individuals, both uh, emotionally and intellectually? So it was a really great creative opening that he did. So the creative opening is another one you can put in there as part of your opening, and this is optional. 
The next component there is the subject, and this is where we talk about, okay, what is the topic we're talking about? Now, depending on the audience and certainly depending on the type of person in the audience in terms of what the pitch is going to be or the presentation, sometimes this just might be the topic that you're talking about today, or in some cases, it might be the topic plus a recommendation you're going to be making as part of this presentation so that people in the audience know exactly what to expect. Uh, they're not just going to sit there and be and be bombarded with information. So the subject matter is the key thing as well in terms of what's the topic going to be for this particular presentation. And so to round out the beginning component is three key agenda items. So agenda item number one, agenda item number two, and agenda item number three. You'll notice here that we've got the power of three taking place. So one of the key parts of the agenda, and this is where a lot of people fall short, is they sometimes go straight into the content or they might start talking about, well, this is the first agenda item, and then it'll just go bombard with content. The key thing in the beginning is you're setting the framework, you're setting the expectations of what to expect from this particular pitch, from this presentation, or from this conversation. So giving the audience some sort of certainty in relation to, okay, we're talking about three key agenda items today. And we're always going to come back to these as well. So in the beginning, you've got your three agenda items, and keep it to three. If you, can, if you, if you can't <laughs> keep it to three, uh, maximum is five. So world's best practice will be three because as we said, most people have more of an opportunity to remember more easily three keys bits of information rather than five, six, seven, eight, ten, twenty. So don't bombard them. Keep it simple. And what this does as well, by the way, is it actually makes us really think about, okay, what are the key bits of information that I've got to actually put in front of the audience so I can maximize the opportunity of getting the outcome that I'm looking for. So rather than give them all this information and hope that something's going to stick, we become very, very targeted, which presupposes, of course, that we've done our analysis on the audience in the first place, which we talked about yesterday. So I know that the topics and the areas that I'm going to be covering are going to be very, very specific to what that audience is looking for. So that's the beginning part. So making sure you've got your opening, your creative opening, the topic or the subject, and your three agenda items. Once you've got that, we can now move into the middle part of the presentation. This is where the crux or the content of your presentation is going to be, and this is where you'll spend most of your time in the pitch itself. So once agenda item number three has been completed, we can then come back to, okay, let's now talk about agenda item number one. So there'll be a little lead in. I'm not going to talk necessarily about all the transitions and so forth today, but if you've been doing presentations, you'll know that there has to be some sort of lead in or transition from, I guess, the beginning into the first topic. So there'll be a little lead in and it might just be as simple as, hey, so based on that, this is where we're going. So if we can start right now, let's talk about agenda item number one. And this is, this is it could be where we've been in the last 90 days as an example. So if that's agenda item number one, this lets us into the body of the presentation. So in the middle part of the presentation, you're going to have three components. You're going to have the body one, you're going to have body two, and you'll have body three. And this is where you'll have the content that you're talking about under each of the three agenda items. But again, remembering that in each body, we don't want to be talking any more than three key message or three key points. So keep it really, really short, sharp, to the point, so people can more easily remember what that information is going to be about. Another key point about this in, in the middle content pieces is so that there's a, I guess, a, a, a dot point or sort of an exclamation mark, for want of a better term, on each of the content chunks, each of the three content chunks in terms of body one, body two, body three, you may want to do what's called a mini conclusion or like a mini summary so that it gives the audience an understanding that uh, you've now wound up the first body and that enables you to now transition into the lead-in for agenda item number two. 
And so you do exactly the same thing for agenda item number two, and then you'll do another little mini conclusion or a little mini, mini summary, which will then, then provide another lead into agenda item number three. And when you're doing that, it gives a sense of certainty to the audience that they can compartmentalize the information that's actually being presented. So that's the middle part, the three key messages in body number one, body number two, and body number three. And remembering that no more than three key messages per body is the key to that. So the last part is the end. When you're thinking about, okay, we need to wrap this home and bring it home. And this is where you've got the, the summary. So it'll be summary number one, summary number two, and summary number three. And this is sit essentially going back to, okay, we've now heard from agenda item number one. We've heard all the content with agenda item number one. We've heard from two. We've heard from three. This is the wrapping a bow around the whole thing because sometimes people need to hear uh, a message multiple times for in order for it to really stick. So the summary number one will be literally summarizing what you've just spoken about in terms of the middle component or body number one. Summary two will be exactly the same for body two. And summary three will be that summary for the third chunk of information. And then the final part to wrap it all up is the conclusion. And in the conclusion, it's the final message. And often it'll also be the call to action. So remember, no pitch, no presentation, no meeting should actually happen without some form of uh, call to action. So the conclusion will be you're asking for the order or you're asking them to come on board or you're asking for feedback. Whatever the key message is for you, in the conclusion, this is where you're going to wrap it up. This is where the call to action comes in. Now, if you look at this as an entirety, what I've just taken you through is a fairly complex yet simple to implement presentation structure, which is known as the informative structure. And it's got three key components. And literally what I've just done is I've done the beginning, which is the tell them, which is the opening, the creative opening, the subject and the three agenda items. This is what I'm telling you, we're going to tell you. The middle part is I'm just going to tell you the content, which is the tell them part. And then the final part, the end, where the three summaries are in place and the conclusion, this is tell them what I've just told them. Now, the beautiful thing about this structure, and I've run hundreds and hundreds of presentation skills programs over the last few years, uh, what is amazing to see is, and I run a two-day program. So the first day, I'll have some people present on the first day, and they'll just do a normal presentation as they normally would. And nine out of 10 will use a PowerPoint presentation. They'll have stacks of information on that PowerPoint presentation, and they'll do a lot of reading of that particular information, not necessarily presenting it. Using this structure, plus a whole host of other things we talk about over the over a two-day program, we end up getting them to present again on the last day using this particular structure. And what's intriguing is 9 out of 10 do not use PowerPoint to support them, but also 9 out of 10 realize because they've used the templates and they've structured the presentation in such a way that they've got key bits of information and they can remember it, they actually don't need notes either. So this is a presentation that simply works. And whether it's a presentation you're doing to a board, whether it's a presentation to your team, whether it's a presentation to your one-up manager or to a customer to try and win business, this just works. It also drives consistency, but it gives certainty to the audience because it says the person presenting is well-structured, they understand their information, and they can articulate a message in a really succinctful way, which guess what? Increases levels of credibility and improves the chances of them buying into what it is that you're trying to get them 
to buy into. So I uh, hope that makes sense. Again, if you like a, a copy of these templates or you like some more information, send me an email, darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. And of course, if you want some help with this, because this is a key component of becoming an exceptional sales leader, if you'd like to work together one-on-one, uh, love, to, love to help you with this, but also help you become that exceptional sales leader in as little as 90 days from now. Jump on my calendar. Let's have a conversation at over Zoom. Uh, leadwithdarren.com is the place to go when you're ready to work together. Let's get started on helping you become that exceptional sales leader ASAP. So trust that message resonates. Trust is of value and it's something you can use not only for your own presentations, but also for the presentations that your team are going to be doing on a daily basis. So with that said, thank you once again for plugging into the podcast and I look forward to sharing with you once again on the brand new episode, probably tomorrow on the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.